Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to my favorite takeaway the show for people who love food but can't always be bothered to cook it. My name is Tom Crane, and with me is. Oh, oh, that's uh, Simran Shah. You've never done that before. You, it's usually I know. I really I threw you. you that it's usually a string of adjectives and then my name, but you just you just waited for me to say mine, which I did. But how, I don't like you feel it. about the fact there was no sort of complimentary adjective before at this time. It means that our relationship is souring. Absolutely, but after four series, that's inevitable, isn't it? So. <laughs> <laughs> but Simran, check this out for a link. Do you know a relationship that will never sour between us and our audience? Isn't that oh. lovely? I think you're going to say we did us and takeaways, but you're right. No, you that is more. <laughs> well, that as well, of course. Because our wonderful audience, you guys, you lovely, lovely people who keep the show going, have sent us yet more bizarre and brilliant emails. What have we received this week, Simran, that has taken our attention? Okay, so this is off the back of the, do you eat your burger first or your fries first? Or how was the order in which you eat, eat your McDonald's burger and fries? Yeah. So Mike has sent an email saying, I personally eat all the fries first because they go cold very quickly and there's nothing worse to eat than cold fries. Whereas a cold or colder McDonald's burger tastes fine to me. You can't end on fries because surely they'll be cold and horrible. So with the McDonald's, I don't mind the cold fries. I think that's the tipping point. I, I quite like McDonald's cold fries if they've recently gone cold. But if they are maybe an hour old and then have lost all of their rigidity and now just really floppy and cold, they suddenly become disgusting. Well, yeah, and they, they become a bit like powdery. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that I'm not, I'm not into cold powdery fries, sure. But actually, I think I probably prefer a cooler fry than a piping hot fry. So would that mean if you just bought fries, you would wait a little while before starting them? I think You I put could. them on the side, you go about, you know, you're, you're writing your diary about how your day's been. Your hopes and dreams. And that usually takes two to three hours. Two to three hours. <laughs> what the challenge all my thoughts. I don't think I would wait that long. I think I'd probably shove a few in and then think, ooh, a bit hot, and then wait. I like a cold dip. I'm all about a hot fry and a cold dip. No one's asking for a hot ketchup dip. It's the contrast of a hot chip going into a cold dip. That's the beauty of it. So I actually have a few sweet and sour and barbecue dipped from McDonald's in my fridge, normally they'll be inevitably left over from previous McDonald's, which I will then, I will swap my room temperature dip that has come with a McDonald's I've just bought for one of the cold ones from the fridge, because it's about the contrast of the heat of the chip into the cold dip, and that is living. That is where the joy of life can be found. Uh, but I think you're wrong here, because I think you're, you're right that there's a contrast in temperature, but I don't think there's a decent enough contrast in flavour. 
I think the colder it is, the less flavorful it is. The hotter right. your fry is, the more you're just getting heat. You need to have some bit more cups control, right? On this, like, I think you have to have a fry that's not too hot and a dip that's not too cold. But a dip that's too cold, a fry that's too hot, you're going nowhere. And Simran, this inability to see to eye to eye is exactly why our relationship has soured, as discussed <laughs> at the top of the show. <laughs> and why this could never work. Why we could never be together. <laughs> we got so angry with each other. And that's it. The podcast series is over. It happens like that. Simran, I've had one of my brain waves. Oh. It's going to be all right, listeners. Yeah. I've worked out what you need to do. Okay? It's obvious. Buy one of the McDonald's apple pies. Mm. Take the apple filling out of it and use it as a tiny little sleeping bag for your chips. You cut off the end of the apple pie, you remove the apple, and you slide your fries into this little crusty sleeping bag, thus retaining the heat of your fries in a way that, like, you know, a flask might on a camping trip. It's going to keep the heat of your fries. You, you might be retaining the heat, but you're you're adding a sort of cinnamon sweetness to your fries that I'm not sure. And how can that be a bad thing? <laughs> okay, yeah, no, fair enough. It's not you're, very bad You're thing. saying that like that could be something other than brilliant. Hold on a sec, hold on a sec. But if you've got the fry inside yeah. the apple pie, that's the filling, the little mini bag. Yeah, the mini sleeping bag. The filling, by the way, you've just, it, w- w- where is that filling? Where have you I've handed it out to, the, to um, somebody who sat and next to me at the restaurant. Handed it. Well, so you put it into your hand and you just pass it over, have you? And then they'll they'll probably eat it from my hand like a horse and an apple. The fry, when it's inside this apple pie sleeping bag, is going to get yeah. stuck inside it. Which, by the way, is going to make it hard to extract the fry. And yeah. as you tip it out or you put your fingers into the apple pie and then remove each fry, which is you're going to have a soggy, horrible <laughs> fry, which you're then going to dip into your cold condiment. I am not putting my hand into an empty apple pie to remove... A fry that is now coated in sticky sweet cinnamon sauce. No, man, you don't put your hand in. You use a uh, a chicken select as a rudimentary spoon to scoop out the the apple part. It's not that complicated. Wait, have you seen the size of a chicken select? Let me step you through. It's very simple. You go in, you get a Big Mac fries, you get an apple pie, you get a chicken select, you scoop out the apple using the chicken select, you put the fries in, you make yourself a little rudimentary tiny sleeping bag, and then you enjoy your meal like a like a king. Genuinely, if any of you want to give that a go, make a little mini sleeping bag, pop your fries in it, tell them it works, do send us a photo, I promise we'll put it on the Instagram. Now that we, I think it's important that we move away from my game-changing, life-altering idea and into uh, yet another brilliant episode of my favourite takeaway. Who is our guest this week? Our guest this week is a incredibly funny comic who's just been supporting Michael McIntyre on tour, Jake Lambert. Uh, you can follow him on Jake Lambert Comedy. That's on his Instagram. And he's going to be on tour next year, which he'll announce soon. I've got to say, I've never met a man with an obsession with one particular ingredient more than Jake. Yeah. Uh, it was troubling. And I've got to say, I'm still thinking about it. Do see if you can spot what that ingredient is, because you only have 3,000 chances to spot what that ingredient <laughs> is, as it's mentioned every minute and a half throughout the episode. Do check out Jake. His Instagram stuff is fantastic. He has amazing online content, and he's a brilliant comedian, a brilliant writer. Do check him out live if you get a chance. And now, check him out eating food with us.
Okay, so we have brilliant Jake Lambert here. Quite an unusual start to the episode in that <laughs> we just had a chat about how Jake's food had turned up half an hour late and was going cold. And we said, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. I'm so, so sorry. And then our mics went wrong for about 15 minutes. And it's now 45 minutes worth of cold. So it's got <laughs> even worse. So I'm so, so sorry. Jake, how are you? And how is your food looking? I don't know yet. I'm, I'm yet to open the white grid door. For the sake of the confused listener, the food came half an hour early, not half an hour late. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this is going from bad to worse. It's going Jake, to- <laughs> Jake I, I'm, worried, I'm worried you're going to waste away. <laughs> what stage are we with this cold, lonely burger? In the previous chat, whether that exists or not, Sim did ask um, what happens if you heat a burger three times. Um, I am now about to be on my third time. So we, we will find out. This is a big moment, Jake. You've unwittingly satisfied a major curiosity of mine. Well, the good thing is it is um, actually vegan. Now, I'm not vegan. Right. Meat burger is vegan. And I can't eat red meat. I found out and stopped eating in 2015. So vegetarian and vegan burgers have been my saving thing because burgers is what I had every time. Yes. For a bit of context, I was with a friend of mine who's a dietitian. And they were saying, we're going to go out for dinner with everyone and then go on a night out. And I said, you can't go out for dinner, then go on a night out. You have to go home and sort of lay down on the sofa in pain. <laughs> and then she was like, I do notice whenever you go out, you always order a burger. And I was like, yeah, I love them. She's like, yeah, I don't think you can eat red meat. So I cut that out and it turned out she was right. I do notice when we go for a burger, you always have to lie down in the street for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> pedestrians step over you. <laughs> so then what, then what happened, sorry? Then I found out that I can't have gluten oh that's mainly bread really for the bread my girlfriend's mum suggested i try not having it and then i realized that was also better so neat burger used to do a vegan <laughs> burger with a gluten-free bun they have since stopped doing the gluten-free bun so i'm currently now taking my microwave neat burger out of its original bun and putting it in my own gluten-free bun <laughs> um i would just say often on the show where guests describe the food they're having my mouth inadvertently starts to salivate but that has not happened in this situation <laughs> no that hasn't that hasn't happened hasn't happened in this situation jake i do like that you you're for the two allergies that you've had you've been advised by other people to stop it and you've cut them out so maybe at the end of this we could advise you something and you'll end up removing it from your diet i'm very easily influenced so go ahead <laughs> apart from the fact that i do like different textures in my in my mouth when eating if they came out with just milkshakes that we ate or drank three times a day as our meals, I would be very happy with that. With tablets and milkshakes, I, I could live in the future very easily. You know what? I think you can divide people into two categories. Those who love food. Yes. And those who would take a pill as a substitute for food and just happily go on with their lives. Yeah. Even though I didn't say this to Matt Edmondson, I think Matt Edmondson was one of those types. Oh, okay, right. So it's all functional eating to some extent. Functional eating because you've got other things to do to get on with your day, and the food yeah. slightly gets in the way. I could not be. I could not be further from a functional eater. I'm literally the very other end of the spectrum. It's kind of it's so important to me. Hence the reason we do this show. I mean, but if, you know, if, if I was just like, well, no, I've got no interest in food and flavour. Let's talk about this for another hour. <laughs> but so, so when you say texture, then that's quite interesting. So, are you saying you? You like a variety of textures in your mouth at once. Is that what you're saying? That's the thing that you enjoy. If it helps, I've since quit, but I used to be addicted to cereal where at my lowest point, I was on about four bowls a day. No way. 
Each bowl would have about five different cereals in it. Describe to us one of those bowls and what was in it. So it would be the bottom uh, would be a rusk. Right. As the base layer. Was that a Weetabix? No, no, it's like a Farley's rusk. It's like a soft thing that children eat. Oh, yes. Okay, you literally mean like a baby's rusk. Yeah, yeah. That is very 1940s start to your cereal. (laughs) I think though, if you see, you're right though, if you, if as an adult you're eating a rusk, it's best to hide that rusk under other things so people don't know you're eating a rusk. <laughs> so put that at the bottom of the bowl and then build on top of it. It's the equivalent of hiding like a porn mag in like a highbrow, like Guardian newspaper. <laughs> What's on top of the rusk? <laughs> on top of the rusk would be Weetabix Minis. Oh, which is also a bit like a rusk, right? That's That's got a rusky element to it, isn't it? But it's just different enough texture, just different enough where my mouth is yes. going, okay, we're getting two textures here, the deeper we go. Okay. So we have we have rusk and then we have some mini Weetabix type things. The, uh, the chocolate ones. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, if there's just the right amount of milk on them, you can put them in your teeth. It's just such a perfect, the way it crumbles. I imagine it's the way people talk about the way that meat falls off the bone and everyone talks about how much they love that. I do that with a Weetabix mini milk. What's your feeling on Weetabix when it's had milk on it for like five minutes? Because I think there's a tipping point where Weetabix is not edible anymore. Yes. A, a, a Weetabix mini can handle it because the chocolate just wasn't. It becomes a nice sweet mush. Regular Weetabix is close to, I imagine, what torture would be like. It's a race against time. <laughs> it's an absolute race against time with those. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you've got Weet- Weetabix minis. you got your Weetabix minis. Yeah, and then on top of that would be um, Golden Graham. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're on board. Absolutely love a Golden Graham. Yeah, that's a lovely, lovely choice. Yeah. With the third <laughs> with the third ingredient. Yeah. And then on top of that would be Frosties. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not as good as Crunchy Nuts. I just find Crunchy Nut, it will get in my teeth and it will be there for about 48 hours. Right. I thought you liked texture. <laughs> that's, that's two days worth of texture. And the texture changes over those 48 hours as well. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. It finally breaks free. Okay. We've got Rust, we've got uh, Weetabix Minis, we've got Frosties, and I forgot the other one now. Golden Grahams. Golden Grahams. And then what happens is you think it's, um, what would be the word, impenetrable? Because there's so many layers. But then what you do is you sprinkle over the cocoa pots and they just find their way. They find their way through the little cracks and crevices of all the other cereals. And then <laughs> cocoa pops are at every level. A fifth layer. I didn't write, I wasn't anticipating a fifth layer. That's remarkable. That was the real treat. And what I started doing is I was having that a little bit while I was gigging. And I found myself, if I had a really good gig, it would be a treat. If I had a tough gig, it would be a way to pick me up. And if I had a mediocre gig, it would be just starting to make my day a little bit better. So I found that I was just having it for every reason. And then I watched myself back on a TV gig I did. I, I couldn't believe how I looked, so I, I banned myself from eating it. <laughs> <laughs> and this was, just to check, this was when you came home after the gig as opposed to taking five boxes of cereal to you, with you to the Glee Club and then backstage yeah. to the green room immediately when you come off stage. I do have this, the Crunch Cup. Oh, you do do it? Yeah, there is the Crunch Cup here, which... I actually was bought just as I quit cereal. I now have it as a trophy for my amazing willpower. You should ex- ex- please explain to our listeners what this is. Yeah. I have to briefly say this is something that came off of my Instagram and I showed it to my wife and she said, who the hell is going to buy that? And it's <laughs> I've met the man. Explain what the Crunch Cup is. And I might be wrong. Maybe it's a great invention. Because you put the cereal in the central bit, any cereal you like, and then you put milk in a separate compartment so that when you tilt it back the milk's on the outside 
you get a mouthful of cereal come through and some milk comes out at the same time. If you get a mouthful of cereal while you drive. No way. You were having five of these a day. I was having four bowls and each one would have up to five different cereals in it. But that's why I quit. What stage are we at with a dinner, by the way? It's being plated up. The amount of prep you've done there is it's basically like you cooked a meal. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you've got a takeaway. You've been moving from cover to cover and shifting <laughs> breads and all this sort of stuff. So what, what, what are the changes you've made and, and then describe exactly what's on your plate? I've got a, a neat burger, uh, which is a vegan burger, and uh, that arrived 57 minutes ago. So yeah. that's, been, <laughs> that's been in a microwave a fair few times. It's now been removed from its bun and put into its own gluten-free bun. I also have the vegan chicken nuggets, collie wings. Wow. Okay. Okay. I can't see any condiments there, Jake. Are we Are we going to get condiments or are we just going to have it dry? Yeah. That sounded slightly threatening. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have no choice. Uh, what would you like me to have? What would you normally go for? Usually it would be for a burger, it would be uh, mustard. So I'll get the French mustard here. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. I'm this. And there will be some, I mean, obviously ketchup. Yeah. Happy for that. <laughs> By the way, on this show, we want guests to eat as they normally, we don't tell, it's not a show where you come on and we tell you exactly what to eat and when. <laughs> Prison rules eating. You have 15 minutes to eat, yeah, then you've got a hand in your tray and get back to your spell. And, 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 and now I have my cup of tea. A cup of tea, that is, that is a lovely choice, actually. Oh, thank you. I'm not sure which way that was going to go then. Yeah, and I think that's a really nice choice. I'm also wary of delaying you any further, so I think you should certainly have a bite before. I think you should have your first bite. Thank you. Typically, what's happened is I've just sat down. This is quite a, a, an insight into, as I said, about getting distracted and things not quite going to plan. <laughs> I've just sat down now to enjoy the meal, and then my cat has wandered downstairs and decided that he now wants dinner. So I'm hoping I can at least get a bite in before I have to get up and feed him. You're going to put five different types of cat food in this bowl, aren't you, Layered? <laughs> now, Jake, talk us through. I can see, I can see that you are applying the condiments to the plate. Yes. Can you talk us through, once you've had your bite, of course. Oh, thank you so much. Where are you putting the condiments? Are they on the side or are you lifting the, the, the bun of the burger and putting the condiment in the burger? Do you put the condiment on the side, as I said, and then dip it in? How, how do you usually do it? <laughs> Can I just say, I was so professional of you to make that question last for as long as it took me to take a bite, chew and swallow. It was really nice. I was going <laughs> to carry on. I thought, I, I think he's done that. <laughs> I don't, you imagine on like the one show where the abuse is counting down behind the camera. We're going to need another 15 seconds. Around, please. <laughs> the theme tune's coming in in three, two, one. <laughs> or do you apply the, uh, the compliment to your to your body and then dip the nugget <laughs> off, off that? <laughs> so how, how are you doing it? So I've gone for, in the burger is the ketchup and the mustard. On the side is the the mayonnaise is going on the side for the for the nuggets and the collie wings. Am I going mad, Simran? Are those the biggest bottles of condiment I've ever seen in my life? <laughs> <laughs> or are you are you really, really, really small, Jake? What's going on? It's huge. It's like half the length of your body. <laughs> I think that mayo is is a little too big, Jake. <laughs> it's massive. What I did wrong was I always get flustered at the supermarket and I forget. So actually, Heinz is obviously the best ketchup and Hellman's is the best mayonnaise. But I got excited by the side and I actually went for a Heinz mayonnaise. So I'm not actually even enjoying the mayonnaise. But I, I have to commit to it now. I mean, as a listener, to get an idea, I think my hands can fit around it three times up to the top, right? It's almost yeah. like here, here and here. 
it's probably not how other people measure things, but it's three hands tall. <laughs> it's that? three Jake Lambert hands tall, which is how <laughs> we measure everything on this podcast. <laughs> were you keeping really? your condiments in the fridge or were they out on the counter? It's obviously a big debate. So I, we, we, we need to know where you stand on it. It's a big debate. They're in the fridge. Correct decision. Correct decision. Correct decision. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. It even says on the bottle. Does it sit on the bottle? That's interesting. Yeah. On the ketchup here, after opening, refrigerate and eat within eight weeks. I'm not sure it's as big a debate as you think it is, Simran. I really no, think that's just you know quite what? simple health and safety, isn't it? You know I was also thinking, it's not as if the bottle's going to say, I don't just keep it out on the side for as long as you like. <laughs> I think the fridge is good. Do you put it in the fridge or do you leave it sort of warming on your radiator? I would trust. What are the tips you do? Put it in direct sunlight. Simran pointed out there that there's a lack of dips. However, he has missed something far more crucial than that. There is a lack of chips. What on earth is going on with this? A burger order with no chips. Please explain. So I read once that having two burgers is actually healthier than having burger and chips. So I went for a while of having two burgers, but I thought actually with the gluten-free bread, it's, it's not overly enjoyable. I have it once, it's fine. So I realized that chicken nuggets are better than having chips. So okay. since then, I order the burger and then I have the nuggets instead of the chips. And the collie wings, I'll be honest, I've never had from Meat Burger, but you were buying it and I saw them as an option. I thought I'd try them. <laughs> I love that. As you should, as you should. So there was a and, period where you were ordering two burgers, just to sort of check that. So you would go in to a burger restaurant yeah. and you wouldn't get fries, you'd just go two burgers. Two burgers. And then often when I'm ordering at a restaurant, it gets quite a strange look from whoever's serving us to wait till the waitress. Yeah. So I found the... Nuggets and burger was a slightly less round upon option. Okay. So I moved over <laughs> to that. And of course, you would explain to them the reason I'm ordering two burgers is because it's unhealthy to order burger and fries. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, a health guy. Okay. <laughs> so shoot me. It's what I am. <laughs> Body's a temple. So two burgers. Yeah. And I'll be having two puddings later as well. Because that's uh, healthier than a pudding in a beer. <laughs> How are the collie wings? Let's try. You say you've never tried one before. Let's, let's give it a go. Yeah. I was just about to say, I will be going for them going forward. Brilliant. And okay. also... You can enjoy the other food more if you know you're getting a bit of vegetables alongside it. Yeah. Does this count as one of my five a day to deep fried cauliflower? I don't know. Do, if you have fried cauliflower, does it does that count? It's been fried and then microwaved, which, which doesn't help. I think that does make it count then, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about takeaways in general then. So what sort of a takeaway order are you? Do you order regularly? Are you someone who orders too much when you do? What's, what's your sort of vibe? I'd say my vibe is chaotic and complicated. Perfect. It's very rare that I can go into anywhere or, or order uh, any takeaway and it just to be a direct option that they offer. Often I'll be collecting a load of sides to make my main or something. In a restaurant, that is, or even on takeaways, you're doing the same, yeah? Yeah, for both, yeah. Really? It's, okay. it's tough to sort of build my own thing. So give me, give me, give us an example of that. What, what would be a build-your-own meal? Let's say you're getting a, an Indian takeaway or a Chinese takeaway. What, what would be a build-your-own meal for one of those places? Well, for that, it would be if I, if I wanted to really enjoy uh, a little takeaway. I could only have a korma because I can't do spice. I'm rubbish with spice. I would have the korma and I, w- I would have rice, uh, but I really like egg fried rice. So if they didn't do egg fried rice, I could go somewhere else to get that. But I would have to get, they rarely do a gluten-free naan. So I would have to pick my own gluten-free naan up. So that would be underwhelming. Jake, can I, can I ask you, how often have you gone to an Indian restaurant, ordered a korma, and they've delivered on the egg fried rice. 
<laughs> I don't think it happens often, does it? Uh, I don't think it does. I don't want to name drop, but I'm going to have to for the sake of the story because I think it helped you picture the look on his face. When after a gig in uh, sporting him in Plymouth, Ramesh and I went with the tour manager out for an Indian and the look on Rom's face when I tried to order, order egg fried rice. I mean, not only is he uh, <laughs> he's, is he vegan, but he's also yeah. for like a topic. It was a double offensive order. I think the whole the whole of the South Asian continent is <laughs> yeah. looking like Ron Messler. Whenever I go to a Chinese restaurant, I order a korma, so it's kind of, it doesn't sort of, you know, it, it balances out. <laughs> so they serve egg fried rice in Indian restaurants. Is that a thing? Or do you have to, you, so they eat more embarrassing is you're asking to go off the menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole whammy. You've got egg, I assume. So you can just yeah, do it. Yeah, you can just sort of whip that up for me, right? Yeah. Once again, colonialism raises ugly head in, in restaurants. <laughs> How are you feeling about this thing? Uh, the white guys come in again asking for the same <laughs> Are you comfortable to continue this interview? We're not the same kind of Asian. So is that really frustrating then, Jake? I mean, it, does it does it make life just a bit of a nightmare sometimes? Or are you have you managed to navigate it in a way that you just you don't have to think too much now? Yeah, I think because I, I cook at home, if I want the dream meal, then, you know, I can put that together myself. So going out for a restaurant, it's, it's almost like puzzle solving every time. The menu for me is a problem that I have to solve. Oh, that's fun. You were saying you can, you can cook your own dream meal. What, what is that dream meal? Chicken nuggets. You're cooking that from scratch? Sorry. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, no, no, just turning the oven on. But I would argue that's not cooking your own dream but, meal. Made my own nuggets. Have you done that when you do the egg and the flour in the cornflakes? I've seen it, but I've not done it. It is very good, actually. This really feels like the beginning of uh, Come Dine With Me, where someone sort of bigs themselves up as like an incredible <laughs> chef. Dream meal, cut to scene one, there's chicken nuggets being lobbed in the oven. So dream, meal, <laughs> so dream meal, we've got chicken nuggets. And then it would be um, mashed potato, oh, yeah. gravy, peas and sweet corn and ketchup, and a gluten-free bun. Okay, so I've got five ingredients there, I think. Is that too many? No, I, th- I, 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 <laughs> I didn't know there was a rule. I think it's perfect for the pattern that's emerging of the, of the number that, oh. that that appeals to you in terms of ingredients. I'm not wanting to call defence, but there's quite a lot of overlap between your your eating style and that of a toddler. So there's <laughs> rusks, soft mashed potato, chicken milk. This is your dream. All of these things are your dream situation. My absolute dream. This is... Yeah, so what is that? Is that nostalgia? What is? Where, where has that come from? What, what, what is that? I, I think it's quite sweet. I, I do. I don't think it could really probably be counted as nostalgia because it probably happens once a week. So I think it's just sort of part <laughs> of routine. <laughs> nostalgia. So once a week, you're doing chicken nuggets, mashed potatoes, sweet. It's very sweet. I like this. It's sweet. I love it. It's it's such a dream meal. I like a katsu curry. Yep. So sometimes I would do that with the noodles. So it's the chicken nuggets. And it's usually chicken nuggets with a, with a variation of things around them. Okay. Usually. So nuggets will always feature on any dream meal. Is there such a thing as like a, a chicken nugget that comes with a curry? I guess apart from katsu. Is there any others? Is that another thing you order in any restaurants? If I rice and chicken nuggets. <laughs> so are you saying you use the chicken nuggets as a constituent part in other meals you cook? So if you're making a katsu curry, rather than using chicken, let's say chicken breast, you will use chicken nuggets and cover that in katsu sauce. Yeah, yeah, the chicken ah. nuggets. Yeah, there's a lot. It will go with, with a lot. I remember my mum when I was younger not letting me have chicken nuggets with a roast dinner. But now, because I'm an uncle, we've got young nephews and nieces around. My mum always cooks chicken nuggets they're all over the house. And so she'll cook a variation of food. And there'll be like a roast dinner, but there'll also be some chicken nuggets for the younger ones. 
So now I get I get to have it. Okay, yeah. Okay, got it. You mentioned being on tour there and gigging. Mm. Obviously, one of the crucial parts of the stand-up experience is, oh, sadly, service station food. Unavoidable. What yes. is your go-to service station takeaway? Okay, you're driving back from a gig. It's midnight. Or you're on your way there. I don't know how you do it. What is, what's your go-to service station food? So on the way back, the main thing that's open is Costa. You can guarantee that Costa will remain open. So I will just rely on uh, tea to see me through. I drink a lot of tea throughout the day. On the way there, I will stop at any service station that's a Waitrose because they do have their own tea machine. So you get to be in control of your tea because I like to time the tea bag in the water for three minutes. So if you're doing that when you're being served at Starbucks or something, it's confusing. So if you just get to do it there, you can be in full control. Then they have, have you seen it where they do the chicken nuggets with the katsu sauce? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. In Waitrose. I'm not seeing that. Oh, that is your dream. That's your dream. <laughs> That's really, yeah. So I'm having a brilliant time. I leave the house. I can't wait to get to Waitrose. They received your email then. <laughs> I believe they put it into production. That's right. incredible. Finally, one got through. And they also have a little selection of like vegetable sushi. Oh, yeah. Which comes with the one at the end, which is like a beige thing over rice and it's quite sweet. Do you know this? I don't know what it is. I, th- I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. I've, I've never had it, though. It's delicious. And so I get the vegetable sushi and the chicken nuggets with the katsu sauce and a cup of tea. You're obviously not too nervous to eat before gigs, then. Are you quite calm before gigs now? Somehow, luckily, I don't know why, but I've never struggled with, apart from my first ever gig, the nerves thing then went after that. In fact, <laughs> I was recently very lucky to be supporting... Michael McIntyre, we were in Australia last month and they do catering there, but they close the catering down as the show starts because it's part of the build up. So I would go and plate up my food and then yeah. you, you'd get like, I mean, you put it if it's like a buffet thing together. So often I would be timing it. So I have a little bit of like cheese and cracker starter before I go on. And then I would uh, go on to my gig two or three times. The catering would change every night. I think there was at least two times of the 10 gigs we did out there. Where whilst I was on stage, I was thinking about the fact that I had the chicken nuggets rated for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ivo Graham, who's obviously a brilliant stand-up, was supporting Josh Widdicombe last year. And during Josh's show, he looked over to the wings and Ivo had a table and was eating a full Indian takeaway, like <laughs> just on the edge of stage where the drapes come down. Just sat watching like <laughs> naan bread, rice, all up. You've got to enjoy these things. We've talked about your chicken nugget obsession are there any other weird food habits that you want to get off your chest all weird food combinations things that you know deep down are a little unusual oh this is a good one i think probably if i just go through my day most things probably are so <laughs> trying to think what i had recently i had um, so talking through my day today oh yes please that. do yes please yeah. so i've recently started every day starting the day with yogurt with Blueberries, raspberries, grapes, medjool dates, honey and seeds over the top of it. Oh, Jake, sorry. The rusk and the golden grams in there. Uh, I feel sorry for them. <laughs> say that one more time. Sorry, say that one more time. So it starts with the yogurt. Yeah. And we have blueberries, raspberries, grapes, medjool dates, honey and some seeds. I feel like what this podcast episode has is like a character arc where I've now created like an adult bowl of cereal 
hundred percent. But 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 we didn't see any of that development. It just suddenly happened. <laughs> so this has been in the last few weeks. I don't know what happened, but I don't know if I've just matured. Yep. Or I have you moved next to a greengrocer's? What's <laughs> been the fundamental change? Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So you've got basically an obsession with loads of different things in a bowl. That's clearly your thing, isn't it? Yeah. If I can get a buy that is all those things on one. Oh my god! What a what a what a moment in the morning that is with a cup of tea and a yogurt, blueberry, raspberry, great majorday, honey seed mouthful. It's going to oh, be a great day. That does sound delicious. To be fair, Stu Rand, can I ask you a question on that? Oh. Would you do you have the patience to be making that type of breakfast, or are, are you that guy? Because I, I I brought that because I'm definitely not. I'm rushing rushing around with my young kids, but. If I shove toast in my mouth and it's got marmalade on it, it's a huge achievement. I'd say, if I'm being really honest, I'd say probably maybe five times a year. Okay, <laughs> am I am I am I giving it that much attention? Wow, I'm not giving it that much. I can't do it. I think I'm like, no, it's impressive. I'm up and I want to get out, and then I might grab something from like a prep or something like that, and then but I can't, I can't do it. I wish I had Jake's ability to be careful and methodical in my breakfast, but I. Don't, I don't have it. What it also probably is is, is a lot oh. to do with my diary. I mean, I had one work commitment in in the diary today, and it was a podcast with you at half eight in the evening. Right. So I wasn't actually. <laughs> I was a lot of time in the morning. That's for sure. <laughs> so if at one end of the day you're eating seventeen types of berry and uh, honey and oats for breakfast, let's go yeah. to the other end of the day. Okay, it's three a.m. You're on your way home from a night out. What right. is your go-to guilty takeaway order? Well, well, I don't think it'd be a surprise to anybody what it's going to be. It's, it's the, the chicken selects from McDonald's. <laughs> oh. Jake, Jake, that that is actually it, a premium nugget, though, isn't it? That is. That's a premium uh, nugget. Yeah. That's a premium nugget. Yeah. Do you know what I've done with this selects occasionally? And this Here is pathetic. This is so pathetic. I've ordered five. I've eaten four. Right, yeah. by the fourth, I'm pretty full. Yeah, there's that one left, and I've decided to be healthy. I've taken the fried skin off wow. and had the chicken underneath. Oh, that's bleak. But then realised I quite like the fried bit, and then picked it the fried <laughs> bit into the fried bit is then completely eaten. That's even bleaker. Wow, <laughs> that's a real insight. If only you were that methodical with your breakfast. Exactly, you're operating on your dinner. What I will do is I'll order, uh, I, I, I do this very rarely. I, I don't do it now on the way back from the gigs. It would be if I've been drinking. But I'll order the five, I eat the four, and I leave the other one down for a fox. For a fox, okay. <laughs> or a cat, whatever. I but I assume it'll be a fox. When, have you, when, you, when you sort of see, if, if a chicken ever sees you, does it have a look of panic across its face? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of chickens that you are putting out of the every year. For balance, if it helps, at home, I eat corn nuggets. So I, I spare a few chickens <laughs> when I'm at home. I think if we were to do a word cloud of this podcast, the word nugget would appear <laughs> in such big letters <laughs> and in bold and underlined. <laughs> I've never heard the word nugget since so many times. <laughs> See, Randy, you'll know more than this. If this, was te- if this is television, there'd be some editorial point for a lawyer saying you can't, you can't say the word nuggets that many times. You have to take it out. <laughs> It'd call it undue prominence of the word of nugget. <laughs> it's, you like, well, it's nuggets are everywhere. It just, it's just you can't say nugget this many times. So it's just, just chicken tenders? Nothing else with it. It's 3 a.m. You're literally just getting straight up five chicken tenders. What's so depressing is I remember when I was doing it on the way back from a gig, 
that I would get a cup of tea from uh, McDonald's because they do PG tips, so it is good tea. Yeah. But I would also get the bag of apple, the bag of apple to make myself think I was being healthy. So I'd have, I'd have, I'd have the bag of sliced apple with my select. I'm sorry, Jake. You eat like a toddler, <laughs> Jake. 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 This is so crazy. Eat rusks, mashed potato, and the bag of apple, which is literally for the kids. That's what it's for. And I know that because whenever I, a rare occasion, I order at McDonald's for my children, you click on the Happy Meal thing. Is do you want to order a little bag of apple? It's for Jake Lambert and four-year-olds. And it is very good. I can imagine the server <laughs> being like, and here's your order, looking around thinking, there's no children with him. Just this guy. Again, it's his time to Just this creepy guy again. I don't think ever had a guest who's, who's had tea as their accompaniment for every single type of meal. <laughs> you've got tea oh, with yeah. a curry. You've got tea with your nuggets. You've got tea with your burger. And presumably a tea in the morning. Yeah, yeah. There will be, I don't know how many days, but it will be over 10 today. Just sort of, it just sort of accompanied me throughout the day. I feel like there would have been one moment, Jake, where you would have had all your nuggets and all your teas and you thought, maybe we should combine these two. And you've picked, <laughs> you've picked, up, know, a, you've yeah. picked up a nugget. You've thought, can I? Do, do I dare? Oh, if I, had, if I hadn't finished both, I would have done it right now, live on the podcast. Do you think a nugget would maintain its structural integrity, having been dipped? Uh, are we thinking? I think it probably would, wouldn't it? It would be fine. Be like a good sort of digestive. Yeah, because you, I mean, you get two types of nuggets, right? You get the buttered one and the breadcrumb one. Yeah, I guess you'd probably want the buttered one because the breadcrumbs would would sort of jump ship as the nugget goes in. They'd probably end up floating in the tea. So yeah. I guess you'd want the battered nugget. I reckon a chicken select from McDonald's will hold pretty well oh, yeah, yeah. in a tea. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon a regular nugget, if the tea is boiling hot or freshly hot, freshly hot, the tea is hot, I reckon after your third <laughs> dip, it's gone. Yeah. But, but you, would, you wouldn't be dipping it three times with a nugget into your tea, right? It's got like, that's just two, Max. Yeah, two dips <laughs> and, and in. I'll give it a go. I mean, I don't know if, if how, how frequently you have return guests on. But, yeah, uh, we'll get you back that. on just to do that. To be honest, it'll be a Patreon. I tell you what, I would absolutely love for you to do a nugget tea taste test. We could do a full episode, which is just about things you can dip in a cup of tea and whether it works, <laughs> ranging from vegetables to nuggets to snails. Wasn't rusk made for dipping into tea? Oh, was it? No. Uh, you know what? That could that could be completely <laughs> not true. <laughs> yeah, I think it was made uh, uh, teeth in toddlers. <laughs> yeah, I can't go back. I feel, I've not had rust in so long. I think if I went back, it would break me. But I would love to, for the sake of the podcast, I would have rust and tea, nuggets and tea, whatever gets people subscribing. Thank you, Jake. That's the that's the attitude. <laughs> that's what we like to hear. Before we uh, wrap this up, Jake, a it's been an absolute joy talking to you. Thank you so much for giving your time. It's been lovely. Thank, and thank you for my dinner. can only really apologise for it being an, <laughs> an hour after it arrived in freezing cold after three times in the microwave. Before I ask this final question, let's just quickly sort of reiterate what you ordered and where it from and, and, and whether you'd recommend it. it where, where is it? You've got, you, you ordered from Beat Burger. Yeah. Which is partly owned by Lewis Hamilton of Formula One fame. I don't know if it's sort of a way to maybe make himself carbon neutral. I'm not okay. sure because there's quite sort of opposing things he's doing there. Like, is he vegan? 
I haven't spoken to him for a while. Has he not been on? <laughs> he's not been on yet. He's usually on at least once a series, but he he's he's not done it this series. <laughs> he had a very embarrassing episode where he still had the helmet on and kept smushing food into the visor. <laughs> it was a terrible record. You couldn't hear him either. Really muffled. It's Lewis Hamilton's meat burger. Is that right? You've gone yes. for the burger the nuggets and the cauliflower wings and you would recommend it all a cauliflower wings and a cup of tea and yes i would sorry pardon me i would i would, sorry i don't think you got that but i learned to burp during the pandemic and now i can't stop so i can't I haven't quite learned how to control them yet but they the meal will make you better is what i'm saying what were you doing before the pandemic when you needed a burp also when you say learn to burp is that a thing yeah. that you learn to do well I guess I didn't learn. It just sort of happened. Had you never burped before that? Only when my mum had sat me on her sleep, uh, lap and pat my... Obviously, when I was a baby. Okay. But, like, pat me on. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I, 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 are you sure? Because... So, only up till uni, yeah. <laughs> Listen to this whole podcast, I don't think people would be that surprised if that was two, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good point. So, where was the, where was the gas ex- uh, escaping from prior to you learning how to burp? Yeah, they're on a podcast, but I think it was. Um, I would do this weird sort of dinosaur noise where it'd sort of come out very, very like small. My sister, she still can't burp. She can only do the dinosaur noise. But it was during the pandemic over Easter because I sat there with an Easter egg. I was watching Serpico and I yeah. just sat there and I remember thinking, actually, this is very nice and relaxed in this pan. And I burped. And I think it was just being nice and relaxed. Wow. And it just let the burp come out. And since then, I've been able to burp, but I've not learned yet how to control them. Uh, so they can happen at any time. The dinosaur thing is a very uh, endearing image. I like that a lot. I like the <laughs> idea. I think that I find that very, uh, yeah, that's lovely. Maybe that's why the T Rex was in such a bad mood all the time. He couldn't, couldn't burp. That's what he was. Trapped wind. Trapped wind. The reason, <laughs> the reason that water is shaking in that glass is T Rex is desperately trying to, he's just doing that on his chest. <laughs> now I get it. Now I get it. Now, the question I was going to ask, uh, Jake, and we will, we will end with this, which is, Today's takeaway, obviously, it turned up too early and it's cold. But have you ever had a takeaway disaster? The one I remember having was uh, me and my friends went away and we, we rent a house together in the countryside and we go about eight of us and we, we do it like every other year. We go out and just have drinks there and we have a nice time. And we went to a pub one night and I said, well, let's order an Indian for when we get back. And then it came with all the mains, but none of the rice. So there's eight people. So that's seven orders of rice because they didn't obviously they didn't do mine. So seven orders of rice haven't turned up. No one else seems that bothered about it. They just carried on eating. I think it's because I'd done the ordering. So then I called them and then they said, oh, yeah, we'll get him to come back with the rice. So an hour after that, we got the rice. And they wouldn't give me a refund. They just wanted to give me the rice. There's no way we need that rice. If you're ordering, I guess if, you, if a, a typical Indian order would be, the curry and then rice, poppadons, naan bread. Yeah. So 25% of the order is missing. I, mean, I just can't think of any other meal where they would just come back and give you <laughs> like the pepperoni that was supposed to be on top of the pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a big, bowl, a big bowl of loose pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't eat it. You wouldn't eat it. You So what happened? Did people eat the rice? Or what happened to the rice? But the majority of it was thrown away. Completely surplus to requirements yeah. at this point. 
I think it's kind of on can, them to give a new curries there, really, isn't it? Or at least give some money off. It's something. You've got to be super hungry if you're just eating plain rice and just going just for it. Just to eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Jake's was yeah. egg fried rice, so his wasn't plain. Your, yours was absolutely fine. I just, I just scrambled up some egg. I couldn't believe my life. That <laughs> <laughs> absolutely wins. Well, Jake, thank you so much. It's, it's thank been you, a Jake. real joy speaking to you, and you have some amazing food quirks, which uh, I'm sure our listeners will absolutely love. Let's find out, actually. Anyone have a weirder breakfast than Jake? Anyone be weirder than rusks and then 72 other cereals piled up in a bowl? Do get in contact. We'll compare if anyone's got anything weirder going on. Also, I'm 100% going to get some nuggets later. Are you really? Yeah. I mean, I've never had, in all of our episodes, a bigger craving for a particular food than this. All he had to do was mention the word nuggets 7,000 times for it to work. That's, it's as simple as that. That's how easy marketing is. It's like some Darren Brown trick. Yeah, exactly. How did we yeah. do it? Because <laughs> <laughs> you listen to this back, Simon, and you'll notice he did mention it a few times, actually. May have passed you by. You might just hold up a sign now by the end of this, Simon, we'll fancy some nuggets. You're like, whoa. And he's been dressed as a nugget throughout as well. That's what people don't know. People are, listeners can't see that. He's wearing a full stag do nugget outfit. But Jake, thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you for having me. I absolutely loved it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jake. That was really fun. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can contact the show on Twitter at Fave Takeaway Pod or Instagram on My Favorite Takeaway Podcast. You can email us with your stories of takeaway, woe, gripes, your worries, on hello at my favorite takeaway podcast.com. That was the very funny, uh, completely nugget obsessed uh, Jake Lambert. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please do leave us a five star review. It does mean the world and makes a huge amount of difference. What did you think of Jake? I thought Jake was just what an absolute joy to hang out with. What a lovely, lovely man. What a funny man. And yeah, I mean, he, he's up there with the weirder eating habits of people we've had on, I think. I think I'm so. not sure about this six-layered cereal thing. I don't think I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> I haven't got that tired, to be honest. I've got two kids, <laughs> and I'm tired. I've barely got enough time to put milk on Weetabix. <laughs> we have another fantastic guest next week. And as Simran says, I, it really does make a huge difference to the show. If you, if you could leave us a review and spread the word, it makes this possible. And we thank you so much for giving up more of your time to spend with us. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 